Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry noticed by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. it's Debbie Gilbert here from the Business Awards Show and I'm also the founder and organizer of the Best Business Women Awards and today I am joined by Sophie Preston Hall from Catering Elite who are a recruitment company exclusively for the hospitality industry and Sophie has won multiple awards over her 20 years in business so we're going to be talking a bit about her business the challenges that she's faced especially over the recent years and all about those all-important award wins. So welcome, Sophie. Hi, Debbie. Thanks for having me on. Lovely to meet you. So tell us a bit more about Catering Elite. So Catering Elite is a hospitality and um, catering specialist. We only deal with the hospitality and catering industry because that was the industry that I came from. I came. I, I have a very top-heavy um working knowledge and all of my consultants and everybody who works in my offices they have to come from a very strong hospitality industry background um, and we supply to various different sports grounds wedding venues hotels restaurants public houses basically um, anybody that needs catering staff so all all manners of catering staff from literally kitchen hands right up to chefs and things Absolutely. Um, we are very top heavy with front of house and or chefs is predominantly our mainstay. However, we are very, we if you ask for it, we will build it, we will find it for you. Um, so, I mean, you know, if somebody comes and asks me for a baker, I will, I will go and recruit them a baker, that kind of stuff. But we have an amazing um, front of house function team who we have built as a team. And we believe that that is our USB, um, that if one of our units comes to us and says I need a chef to party with pastry experience or I need an executive head chef we know what we're looking for. Fantastic so 20 years ago you set this business up so what inspired you to start it? Um, so I have been working in the hospitality and catering industry as I've said both as a temp and um, permanently throughout my my career or already at that stage and I'd um, like a lot of people who come into recruitment I'd fallen into recruitment by accident <laughs> and I'd um I'd got a little bit cross uh finding that people were using the hospitality and catering recruitment sector a little bit as a cash cow um and they were just putting arms and legs in rather <laughs> than making sure that the people that they were sort of resourcing and placing were of the standard that the clients needed so it was literally as simple as that I wanted to do something predominantly for that sector with people who had industry knowledge. Wow. So you saw a need and you decided to fill that gap because there aren't that many catering com companies, recruitment companies in catering recruitment, are there? No, it's um, it's a very niche sector. There are a lot of agencies who have a desk for yeah. another description um, and a consultant within that office. Um, but rarely do they have the industry knowledge that the, the 
that we have um for instance my my office manager at one of my other offices has a he's a chef so he has a very 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 strong chefing background um I don't do it so much anymore but I have done a lot of temping within the agency myself so especially when we first started I would go and work a lot of the um a lot of the shifts myself just to get the inner workings and the inner knowledge of of the clients and I'm really lucky that a lot of our clients have been with us years not months um our longest running clients have actually been with us 20 years wow that's amazing yeah yeah so Let's talk about awards for a bit because it is the Business Award Show. Okay. Um, when did a Business Awards first sort of hit your radar? Really early on, if I'm honest. Um, my first award that I won was for um, Shell Livewire because when, when I first started the company, Debbie, I had no prior business experience at all. Um, so I contacted a few um, outside sources. The Prince's Trust were amazing, um, as were Business Link. And um, unfortunately, I don't think they're operating anymore. Um, a, an entity called Shell Livewire. And I entered their awards, which was um, and, and I was very lucky to win the Young Entrepreneur. That's how long ago it was um, <laughs> of the year award for Shell Livewire. And that was um, about a year into trading fantastic Actually, so that kind so, of gave yeah. you an appetite for awards and you could obviously see oh yes it. so then what was your strategy after that um I use it for many things really um I I use it as part of our marketing um budget so it's it's almost the only marketing budget that we we have because we are so niche um because I I feel that it lets our client clients know that they are dealing with somebody that knows what they're doing um, and they take us a little bit more seriously because the recruitment and employment um, sector is unregulated. Anybody can set one up. Um, So we are members of the Recruitment and Employment Confederation and we we like to do the awards. It's also an accolade to our staff because they know um, that all their hard work is is appreciated uh, as well um networking I mean especially at at your awards Debbie I've met some amazing inspirational women which has really jeeved me on um and has because it can be very lonely being an entrepreneur especially I think a female entrepreneur um and I I must say your the the awards that we attended last year was just phenomenal and has really jeeved me on and given me some amazing ideas given me some brilliant inspiration and I've met some fantastic inspirational women um so yeah so so those are those are the main reasons I would say so you've done um Essex County Awards haven't you as well yeah yeah we've been very very lucky to have won several um awards over the year over the years with um with Essex County Awards um including Business Woman of the Year and um Small Business of the Year um Small Business of the Year my my late father man- managed to attend with me actually and it was shortly before we lost him so that one's a very special one to my heart um I've now moved sideways with the Essex County Awards and uh, I was very privileged to be a judge last year for the first time it was my first judging and it was just I loved it I loved every single second of it and it was really interesting to see it from the other side of the table. So as a judge what did you think I mean what what sort of things did you spot that you thought all people shouldn't do that or that's a great idea what sort of things did you see? Um, (laughs) in, In short passion 
I would say. Um, I so so I was judging the new business category, which was the one that I'd asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved I loved every single second of it. And I loved seeing these new businesses sprouting, um, especially after the last two years that we've all had as well, and that people are not shying away from setting up their own companies because it's scary and you know it's difficult. Um, but passion. Um I had a card sad to say I, I did I know it's busy everybody's busy doing their own businesses but there was a couple of entries where they just hadn't they possibly one line for every question mm. and there was just there was no content mm. there was no passion it, it seemed more like a tick box exercise so one of the biggest things that I would say is try and um, try and put as much content as you can and try and put as much of your self in as as you can so that you know it really shines through yeah great advice I mean we see entries like that all the time or people copy and post paste off their website for example and don't think that that's going to be spotted by the judges and uh you know you don't Mm. do yourself justice when you don't put enough information in you should use as much of the word count as you possibly can you know no absolutely absolutely I mean when when I'm doing my entries I I literally I word count all the time and I try and do as and put in as much as I possibly can um and don't forget that as as a judge people will go onto your website and they will go onto your social media and and have a have a browse through and see about um sort of what you've been posting and, and how long you've been trading so mm-hmm. one, one of the one of the entries I disregarded for new business of the year category um had clearly was not a new business um you know it had been going for a little while um, I read know, the rules. whether he'd reset up or not but I didn't class that as as a new starter no so the hospitality industry obviously hit the skids during the pandemic how on earth did you cope with that oh crikey um well I think the first day I sat in my hot tub drinking Prosecco, crying quietly, thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, and then I put my big girl pants on and realised that, no, it wasn't going to it wasn't a, a rubbish virus with a with a silly name wasn't going to take me down. So, um, yeah, I just had to mothball it as much as possible. Um, I took the VAT um, holiday that we were all offered, um, but I paid it back monthly because I didn't want a massive, great big bill at the end of it um there wasn't because we weren't classed as hospitality either there wasn't oh, a great deal of grants out there for you were us classed as recruitment absolutely and we were not told yeah. to shut so it was really frightening um contacted as many care homes as we could lay our hands on um to see if they needed help and a few of them did which was lucky uh schools as well um and the out to help out we, we we supplied to a lot of restaurants so it was it was a wing and a prayer um, and it was a lot of treading water, but you know, my team and I came through it, and um, we're pouncing back bigger and better than ever. I'm pleased to say. Well done. I mean, that's quite an ingenious plan, really, to think about the eat out to help out the schools, their care homes. All of these people obviously needed staff when the rest of hospitality was shut down, and we were yeah. classed the same. You know, we do events, but we weren't classed as hospitality. Even I know though- uh, it was. Just terrifying, was wasn't it? Fifty percent of our revenue yeah. comes from events. So, you know, we argued the case, but we were just told, "No, you're not. You're not serving food and drink. You know, just because you organise events doesn't mean that you come under that banner." So, it, it was a very grey line for a lot of us, I think, and and you know, very difficult time. 
So over the 20 years you've been in business, I mean, that probably was the most horrendous challenge. But what other challenges have you faced, do you think? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say there's been quite a few, actually. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's as, I, as I touched upon earlier, it's, it's very lonely being an entrepreneur and, and, and in, in business for yourself. Because if things go wrong, you can't just walk out and go to another, get another job it's um you know i mean i've we've now weathered i've now weathered um a, a worldwide recession as well and we're heading into another one mm. um so this will be my second recession um and the pandemic mm. and then you have to think about all the day-to-day things that hit you you know divorce bringing up children mm. um how have you juggled everything. your children around your business um i've only got one um and he's he's really he's really good actually and he understands that mum never had to miss a, a a sports day but I will quite often fiddle with my phone while I'm there um <laughs> so it, it it was it was very swings and roundabouts um I mean the upside of being self-employed is that I've never had to say no to him mm. um I've never had to say no mummy can't make the school play or I can't make the sports day or whatever but I do have my phone with me continuously, which I think you realised. Um, I don't know if we were at last week, where I had to apologise profusely while tip tapping on my phone the entire time. Um, and um, you know, I'm I'm always working. Um, for instance, we're going on holiday next week for Christmas, but I I will still be working. Yeah, and it is sometimes a juggle, and I think technology has allowed us to be able to do that because I know. When I started my business, the internet was just in its infancy. Mobile phones well, used for sending yeah. 120 character text messages. So, <laughs> you know, when I look at the the evolution, it's enabled us to be able to be there for our children. I'm the same as you. I wanted yep. to be at Gates. I wanted to be at the plays and the sports days and all that sort of thing. And I always was. But being able to use your phone and do stuff on your phone now sort of is the big thing with with entrepreneurship it means you can literally have your business in your pocket which is great no, absolutely yeah no absolutely I mean and, and like you my, my first ever recruitment job was um was in Golden Square I'd never done it before in my life I'd fallen into it by accident and um they gave me a desk a filing cabinet um a telephone and a yellow pages <laughs> I remember and back that. then yeah and back then you, you you advertised in the yellow pages and um you uh you advertised for staff in the in the standard and people wrote in and they sent in cvs <laughs> i mean it was like snail mail back then well for anyone listening to the podcast who has not a clue what the yellow pages is it's a <laughs> thick directory that you could probably actually kill a person if you whack them over the head with it it was that big <laughs> No, so Sophie, yeah, I know um, customer service is really important to you and Massively. you get awards for that. So how do you, you know, keep those customers happy and coming back to you? Because 20 years to have a customer is a hell of a long time. Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, I feel very privileged to have it, but it's not been easy. And it's, you know, we have worked so hard at it. Um, without sounding too Roy Castle-ish, and there'll be people that don't get that pop reference either um it's dedication I would say so myself and my consultants are all on call 24 hours a day because although um the offices run office hours catering doesn't so um you know if somebody texts us in or phones us at nine o'clock on a Friday night those calls will be answered 
Um, we do have to try and limit it to say only come to us out of hours if, if it's an emergency, but we will, we are contactable 24-7, 365 days a year. Um, and that's not only my consultants, that's myself included, yeah. because you, you have to be. I, I don't understand catering agencies that aren't. Um, we also do a lot of the check-ins. Um, so, you know, I'll I'll, I'll check and and technology has helped that tremendously as well. So, you know, I, I do check in my staff remotely now if I'm not able to be there on site. Um, so I'll get them to all WhatsApp in when when they're either at the meeting point or the venue that they're going to. Um, so, you know, and it's, it's maintaining the standards. We don't always get it right. Um, the difficulty, again, with hospitality is that personalities are a massive, massive thing. So one client might absolutely adore my chef and the next client, it might just be a personality clash. Mm, mm. So it's just keeping in and, and you don't get that. I don't think that you get that with with administrational or industrial or, or clerical recruitment. Um, so we you know, we, we have had that where I a client has, has sort of said, oh, I don't think so and so suited to us, whereas everybody else absolutely adores that particular client. Uh, that particular temp and so you have to keep on top of that um and just you know it's like a massive logistical puzzle what we do you have mm. to look at who will go where who won't do what and who prefers to work with who and yeah <laughs> yes pardon the pun but it's quite a lot of plate spinning going on <laughs> yes yeah I, I I do have to I must I must admit there is a lot of throwing balls in the air and keeping them there at one time um okay yeah. no, well well 20 years long time in business um I mean that is an incredible um you know length of time because so many businesses go out of business within the first five years so 20 years is a remarkable yeah I've read the stats yeah so share some of your wisdom with our listeners so what would you say that's kind of kept you going what's been the one thing that's really kept you powering forwards Wow. Okay. Um, I think listening really, um, and watching. So I listen to my clients wants and needs as well as my temps. My door is always open. Um, if they've got a problem, they can always come to me. If something needs changing, I'll change it. If, if it's within my power, um, watching industry, um, trends as well. Currently, especially coming out of the pandemic, um, I seem to be taking on a consultant's role and I don't mean recruitment consultant so a lot of um, clients are coming to me and asking me about um, salary expectations and what they should be offering and what they shouldn't be offering um, and we keep our ear to the ground I, I think the pandemic has changed many things in many industries not and, and in ours massively um, I, I don't I think that the um, the working free trial I think is on the way out and I've got to say I agree with that one mm, Split um, shifts are also becoming a thing of the past and I've had to politely explain that to a couple of clients we don't do split shifts anymore and we haven't for quite some time um, and I've had to politely explain to a lot of clients that chefs just won't work them anymore um, they don't want to start at 10 and finish at 10 with a four hour break in the middle and who can blame them but then the way that the the industry is going as well I think that it's right that they're a thing of the past 
because sometimes now people want to eat at three o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock in the afternoon. They don't want their eating establishments closing down at 2.30 and opening up again at seven. So, you know, so I would just say be adaptable. Make yeah. sure that your your business model is adaptable and you are adaptable. Fantastic. That's a great line to end on today. Thank you so much for joining me. Sophie, it's been a pleasure talking to you about the catering and hospitality industry because you've opened my eyes up to a few things today as well. Well, it's been a pleasure Um, here and thank you for asking me. We wish you continued success with your business. Thank you and to you. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.